Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Love's got the world in motion, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the World Cup Ramble, sponsored by Bet365. It's semi-final time. My name's Marcus Speller. Luke Moore's here. It's one-on-one. Jimmy Campbell's here. Hello. And P.T. Donaldson. Do it at the right time. Think of a line quick enough, Jim. No, I've. Uh, I've did I tell I you? I just this? pictured John Barnes's massive head through me. Did I tell you a couple of weekends ago I was chatting to Peter Hook, who obviously featured on that track, mm. right? Uh, and um, John Barnes wasn't the first person to do that rap. I heard this. Who story, was it? But... Peter Beardsley. No, I'm not kidding. Peter Beardsley and Paul Gascoigne. So yeah. somewhere. Uh, who's the fellow who did Fat Les? Um, oh, Keith Allen. Keith yeah. Allen. Somewhere in Keith Allen's um, attic, there is a tip with Peter Beasley doing that rap and also Paul Gascoigne doing Could that rap. I'll, You've I'll got a hold or give. <laughs> I'll say what I always say. It's never worth risking uh, Keith Allen's attic. <laughs> no. At the same time, I feel like there should be some sort of campaign to get that unearthed. Yeah, massively. Apparently, they tried to release it um, on more than one occasion before at the FA said, no, 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 no. no. They um, should have said, hang on a minute, we ain't no hooligans, this ain't a football song. <laughs> yeah. It's none of your business, FA. A mate, went, uh, a mate went round and interviewed him for a documentary and uh, Keith Allen insisted on making him use um, the uh, Lily Allen toilet. There's a Lily Allen toilet, there's a Keith Allen toilet apparently around Keith Allen's house. Uh, and he had used the Lily Allen toilet and then he said... Is there uh, a Martin got... Allen toilet? <laughs> Just for he the said, dog. Don't go in there, that's intense. <laughs> yeah. He said, I've got, to, I've got to go now, uh, I'll, I'll get a taxi. And Keith Allen went, no, I'll, I'll drive you to the train station. He goes, no, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's only 10 minutes, it's fine. And he went, yeah, no, I'll drive you. And he was very insistent and my mate was a bit scared of him. So uh, he went, oh, we've got, got a screw fix first. And then basically he had to sit in the car while Keith Allen went round <laughs> screw fix. <laughs> And then he missed the train by a good 50 minutes then. It didn't so, say anything. Yeah, it didn't say anything. So. Um, speaking of Allens, I had a conversation with Martin Allen once Great. that was so intense, it made me feel like a small child back at primary school. And it was in an office and he was sat in the corner. And, and, and you know Martin Allen is every bit as, as, as intense as you expect him to be because genuinely he sat in the corner of a massive office on a chair, not doing anything, just staring. <laughs> he's not looking at his phone, he's not reading, he's not, he's not picked up a paper. Just being. And, um, Someone, someone stitched me right up, and they mm. went over and saw Luke's a Portsmouth fan, and obviously Martin Allen played for Portsmouth. And uh, he went, "All oh, right, yeah." Started talking to me, and I said, "I made the mistake of saying this is before Portsmouth entered League One." Yeah, we will talk about the semi final <laughs> shortly, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very quickly, I made the mistake of saying, oh, "I think I'd be happy for Portsmouth to finish mid-table, you know, stay in the stay in the league um, because they were promoted last season." And Allen got was fuming. He was like, <laughs> "He was like, why, why?" And I was like, "Well, just because they got promoted, why?" <laughs> Name me two other good teams in it. There's none. There's no other good teams in it. Portsmouth should be going for the title, all right? I was like, all right. Wow. But we had met like 10 seconds before that. <laughs> so the, I know they're not related, but Allens, just be wary. <laughs> yeah. about, don't even use an Allen key. Oh, well, hang on. What about brother of Carlos, Allen Valderrama? Yeah. Spelled differently. Yeah. Okay. Also, he's, he's still doing the, uh, the, um, 
like announcements of, 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 of transfers and things, isn't he? Harry yeah. Maguire's brother. Yeah, it's absolutely mate. He's like a dad that's just got on Facebook. Yeah, he, sort of, he is. It's like coming to terms with how you use I it. I think it's, 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 him, it's him thinking, this is how modern managers work. I'm going to do something <laughs> a bit out there. I'm going to do the, my own press releases. Because he manages um, Harry Maguire's brother, doesn't he? At Chesterfield. That's right, uh, yeah. And made an announcement that he was going out there. He wouldn't be there for Did he say he had Russian flu? Yeah. Which was a nice touch. Nice. Yeah. He'll anyway. Back, he'll be back at Barnet soon enough. He will. France. How many times he managed Barnet? Five times? He's, he's always gonna, in their orbit. He's never going to manage France. They're in another World Cup final. Um, well, rightly so. Yeah, yeah. Really deserved. My goodness, eh? It's the third time in the last six World Cups, including this one, that they've reached the final. Mm. A decent record since they've turned it all round. Yeah, it's funny how people were putting France among the favourites at the World Cup um, before uh, it began. Yeah, but they were right. Like, but, but they would be sort of like fourth on the list or fifth yeah. on the list. People were thinking, well, as long as they can sort of not tear themselves apart or not underachieve and underwhelm, then they'll have a chance. And that's exactly what's happened. Like, you know, a lot of people are sort of criticising their style, but I don't think they were as bad as people made out yesterday. Obviously, they got the goal from the corner, but there was that amazing Pogba shimmy that put Mbappe through. Mbappe was lively all game. He had that brilliant little back heel, Giroud. Um, like, was that the one he clubbed over the bar, or was that a different Giroud chance? Giroud had a lot of chances. Yeah, I, 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 I can see him scoring the winner in the World Cup yeah. final. Yeah. And it'll be the weirdest thing, because he was so... He had his chances and he and he didn't put any of them away. He but was very he, underwhelming. He, 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 um, he French rescue, mate. He performs <laughs> he performs that role really well. It's just when he gets to the point where he's got to score, he just doesn't yeah. score. <laughs> he brings other. Well, there's a touch of there's a t- in a in an England comparison, a bit like Raheem Sterling yeah. performs his role really really well. There's just sometimes the cutting edge isn't there. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're obviously recording before England Croatia. Sterling might score a hat trick tonight, um, but it's unlikely. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, but yes, France are in the final, and as you said, Jim, the the, the favourites going into the tournament were for the vast majority of people I think were were Brazil uh, Germany Spain and France and I I just think it's mad that we only had one of them in the semi-finals I mean that is astonishing of course France were in the final and are red hot favourites no matter who go through England or or Croatia you would fancy France all day long Um, absolutely but still let's not forget that the the, sorry uh, Luke just the the fact that France are there that this World Cup has been phenomenal even if of course they win it and it's been phenomenal partly because of its unpredictability which you mentioned there I mean you don't know what's going to happen next and not not least because, of course, England, has, we've got three teams left, which may be a sort of quirk of the scheduling at this point. But <laughs> You'll take the, the, it. Fa- the fact is, there's three teams left and England yeah. are one of those teams. Bronze medal um, in the bag. And it's, it's, been, it's, been un- <laughs> it's been unpredictable because um, because so a team like France, who, who Jim sort of pushes up on there and talks about, I think partly that is because they flat, almost flatter to deceive a little bit. Well, you want them there's to be been, an attacking side but, there's, but there's, when, Whenever they've done something, there's always been like a bit of a question mark. So even when they beat Argentina and were far by far the better team, they conceded three. They only won four three, mm. you know. And um, we saw that they had a performance like the one against Denmark in in it in them as well. Yeah. So I'm annoyed at that. There's one, Same. yeah, really annoying. And, 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 and last night, I felt like they were the better team and they deserved to win. And they controlled Belgium very well and dealt with Belgium's weapons like really effectively. And I'm sure we'll come on to Belgium in a minute. Um, but they only won the, one, the game one nil. And I, I would say, of course. Because they're in the first team in the final, and because you know, around all those other favourites, they're the only team left in it. They've probably been the best team in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's not really been a standout team where you go, right? That's that. That's that. That's them. Mm. They're gonna. They're gonna do it. Because I thought it was gonna be Brazil. I did as well. So I think, and, 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 and they did. just sort of failed to launch. Mm. They just sort of stuttered a little bit. I think that pressure got to them. I think maybe you could even argue that Belgium were probably right up there in terms of the most impressive teams but I think that's, that's been one of the characteristics of this World Cup isn't it as we've been talking about throughout it how unpredictable it's been aside from France France yeah, have been that constant they've they been very predictable but I, but I still I still think they have 
they've not almost they're still playing with the shackles on a little yeah, bit. That's absolutely. what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying oh, very, very much mm, so. But yeah. I think it's because they they haven't really needed to to take those chains off, have they? Apart from against Argentina, and we were all talking about this on WhatsApp yesterday. But um, aside from the Argentina game, where the goals were a world class goal that you, you know you never saw from Di Maria, yeah. uh, a deflected goal, and also uh, a very well taken half chance. I think you could even argue well, with Aguero's goal late. Messi on. Lincoln with Aguero, that'll happen. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You I know. don't. I can't really even remember a clear chance anyone's made against France. Yeah, Fellaini had a good header yesterday. Yeah, fair but, but I mean that was the kind of exciting thing, wasn't it? When when the game started, Belgium went at them. Yeah, and you thought, go on, lads, you know, because Belgium have had a wonderful tournament. Uh, losing one nil to this France side in a semi final of the World Cup is is no disgrace at all. Belgium won five out of five as well. Beating Brazil mm. will that that game and result will go down in in Belgian football history, rightly so. Yeah, uh, and and you know Belgium had sixty four percent possession yeah. against France, but, which is which is surprising. I know France didn't need the possession. Of course, they scored you know pretty early on in the in the second half, uh, but but they did try. But you just felt that they ran out of puff, and I think that this French side. They they just ground them down. They basically just every avenue um, into the second half. Belgium tried to go down. Okay, there was a couple of shots and and Larice uh, parried away, but it was just like ugh, every road, every pathway yeah. we try and go down. There's Mtiti. There's Varane. There's yeah. Yeah. and there's why Mbappe running out the other end. Yeah. yeah. Why isn't Mtiti doing those handballs again? Yeah. I know. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, okay. Well, maybe well, save him one up. Well, yeah. Australia <laughs> will say, "Well, come on, lads. We nearly got a we nearly got yeah. a draw off." And they did. And they you did. Know, yeah. and, and, it wasn't for VAR. At the risk of descending into cliche quite so early in this show, it's, is it not an example of this idea that goals win you games but defending wins you tournaments? Yeah. yeah. Because, because France were against Belgium, I thought, for, for the fact that they've got two quite inexperienced fullbacks who've really grown into the tournament uh, and the fact that they've got, as I said last time we, we, we were chatting, probably the best defender in the World Cup in Varane, oh, yeah. who, who was, did an amazing job on, on, on Lukaku. <clears throat> It, that, I mean, Belgium, for, for all the creativity they've got, for all the clever players they've got, thinking particularly Hazard and De Bruyne, it felt like France were a bit of a puzzle they couldn't solve. Yeah, they, they were quite desperate by the end. Yeah, right? I thought so. And I thought they got more and more just desperate as the, mm. as the game went on, actually. Well, and, and that's take, visibly frustrating. Taking Fellaini off of the wheel. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's their plan B. They've started with a plan A. Like, They've got no yeah, other, yeah, yeah. like, he's very much a very mm. different proposition. And, Should have brought and, him back on again. He, <laughs> <laughs> Let's reset everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're doing our plan B now. Yeah. Wasn't that plan A? Shut yeah. up. Yeah. But, he, was... but it, he, he got the header off, didn't he? And, and he should have probably put that away or certainly mm. uh, tested tested uh, the goal. He's, so, he, yeah. You never know what you're going to get with Fellaini. I think his yeah. unpredictability is, is a big part of his, Which of his is, game. But should in they both have, penalty but areas. But should they have... I mean, on that, I understand that Fellaini started against Brazil and was a part of a brilliant Belgian performance. And in hindsight... It, you know, you can say this, that, or the other, but but there is maybe an element that if you put Fellaini on the bench and Belgium needs something, you bring him on. It mm. is going to cause a little bit of confusion or a little bit of worry, and or maybe not. Mtiti and Varane look very steely uh, operators, and Belgium maybe get a bit of a lift. But then I suppose tossing balls into the box against those French centre halves, you're not going to get too much joy. And, I and Pogba is working back quite a lot. He yeah, he had another head in, in, in the in gets, um, I think he benefits hugely from having Kante next to him and not yeah. playing under Mourinho. Yeah. 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 He's, He's thrown off the yoke. The thing about Pogba is he seems, for some reason, and I'm, I'm all for it, for France in this tournament, by and large, he seems to make the right decision a lot. Mm. And, he, and he seems to not try and sort of try too hard, try and do too mm. much. He, he seems to pull the right pass Looks out. More comfortable. And, and I think defensively, France, with Varane, I mean, he, he's got everything in his locker, Varane. He's, he's, had, he's had difficulties with injury, I know, but 
on paper and in that game last night, it's like nothing seems to phase him. He's like he's like operating mm. on that quite high, quite a higher level than, than than most other defenders. And you think that Lukaku, who was very quiet, and maybe we'll talk a bit about him, his, his inconsistency and why that he's probably a little bit overrated because of that. Varane just dealt with him. It was no problem. And I thought the big mistake actually these sort of these sort of um, games, semi-finals and World Cups, are dealt with on really fine margins. And of course, we saw that in this game. There was one set-piece goal. And the, the fine margin, I thought, which I pulled out to you guys at the time, was it's bizarre to me that Martinez didn't have Lukaku defending corners. He, mm. he would be a very, very useful weapon in, in defending um, set pieces. They've got a lot of big boys back there. They have, absolutely. And, but... and on the breakaway, as we saw against Brazil, yeah. he's, he's handy for that. That's surely but, the Absolutely, reasoning. but a huge part of Lukaku's game would be winning headers in an attacking sense and holding the ball up and dominating the possession and getting in front of a defender, all that kind of stuff. And he does that very well. I think if you put him in that textbook forward as a defender type position and a set piece, like he used to do at Chelsea with Drogba, like I think um, Kane might do as well. Um, and we've seen loads of forwards do that. I think Lukaku actually deals with that ball in and France don't score. Now, I know it's easy to be wise after the event and they make a decision because they want to keep Lukaku up there as a threat and it's a bit of a gamble. I get that. But to me, that was the margin that the game rested on. Um, and that's why Belgium are going home and France are in the final. And, and also, I think France's game management was really good. They rotated the shithousery at the oh, end yeah. of the game really, really well. <laughs> Everyone was getting a yellow. Have you had a yellow yet? Right, you're yeah. Can I get banned for the final? No, <laughs> no, no we yeah. can't. Dan actually got two yellows because the referee is very lenient. Mm. Very yeah. lenient. Yeah. And I think the referee has actually been fairly lenient throughout the tournament, hasn't it? One of the things I'm, I'm really impressed by with, with France as well is they've approached that game by going... Belgium have got a really, really potent attacking force here. Probably the most potent attacking force we've we've faced in the tournament. Let's use that to beat them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just just wait on the counter, and you still, you know, you get the sense that they haven't really been tested, and they remind me a little bit of of a sort of classic Italy side. A lot of people have been comparing them to to Germany, saying they're this tournament's Germany, and it's funny how these these styles are very cyclical. They're not necessarily rotated around the same same teams and same nations all the time but like there are certain ways to win a world cup and it seems that 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 will never change however much tactics change and however mm. different football becomes and, la- and last night i thought it was a classy performance by them it wasn't yeah. a sort of swashbuckling knock the ball around have a hundred chances and score i mean i know they had a lot of shots yeah they, but... they could have won that two or three nil yeah. if the finishing had been a bit sharper but i think it was just classy because they were they were a level above belgium for all belgium's good players i think they shouldn't have got it exactly right and i think you wonder whether Martinez didn't. It was funny because Martinez had, had such a successful game against Brazil that it almost created a problem for him because mm. it was like, well, do I go back to what got me here, or do I stick with what worked against Brazil? But he yeah. knew how Brazil were going to play. Brazil were always going to attack, and Belgium on the break, as we saw, were, were very good. He changed the formation and he got it right. Rode their luck ever so slightly, but everybody needs a bit of luck. You know, France. You could say, you know, uh, had, a, had an, an element of luck against Belgium. The ball not quite dropping for, for certain players and whatnot. Lloris making a great save and he's had a fantastic Isn't tournament he? as well. My goodness. So you get yeah. past the back line, you've got him to deal with. Mm, he's got a dragonfly in his mouth and he's still can <laughs> it's, it's amazing what that we can do. That was a power-up. He thought he was in a platform and it was a power-up. Yeah, yeah. we talked about the England fly. France have got a dragonfly. It's funny, <laughs> yeah. but you, you, everyone talks about the dra- eating the dragonfly, but I don't mention that just after that he jumped on top of a mushroom and then punched a rock with his <laughs> Exactly, yeah. It's, it's amazing. But... Um, but uh, but yes, so against Brazil, I suppose for Martinez, looking back on that, the tactics sort of presented themselves as an obvious option. Whereas against France, what do you try and do? And France, what can... do you think he should have done? Do you think he got it right and it just didn't work for them? I think that's what it was. Yeah, I think I think to, to go at France in the early stages was quite a good idea actually. And had they have scored, and on another day they may well have done. I think France could have taken it to another level, uh, another level, as you say. Um, 
so I don't think necessarily they got it wrong. I just think the better team won, and it was only yeah. the margins of a set piece. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you could say the same, but if, if it ended up one all, gone extra time, and then uh, Belgium went on penalties, you sort of say, well, Giroud was having a, an off day. Lukaku had an off day. De, mm. De Bruyne's uh, yeah. drilled sort of cross, that wonderful yeah. cross-field drilled mm. cross, and Lukaku just misjudged his speed, uh, how quick he was arriving to the ball, and yeah. kind of like, in the <laughs> end... It ended up kind of somewhere between his head and his, and that his De Bruyne chest. Cross? Yeah. yeah, De Bruyne. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he completely drilled. It, it was such a beautiful cross. France, and yeah. He could have got. He could have got something on that if he'd have uh, judged <laughs> it, it a bit. Lukaku. There was a few times, was as I say, it just didn't quite drop for him. Mm. But France again. You know, Griezmann dropping off, picking up the ball from the midfield, creates space for mm. for Mbappe and so on. They've just got quality and options and intelligence everywhere on the pitch. Mm. And they are um, four to six favourites, as you'd expect to win the tournament with Bet Three Six Five. Now ten pound returns sixteen. Pound 67, including stake, should you see him lift that trophy on Sunday night. Eden Hazard said that he'd rather lose with this Belgium team than win with that France team. And yeah. Courtois, <laughs> Courtois said that, uh, you know, football, words to the effect of, you know, football's lost here or something. It's bullshit. I like watching Hazard play. I like his, slow, his low centre of gravity and his massive mm. arse and his skills. And, <laughs> and, he was, and he was probably the guy who looked most likely uh, for Belgium, but he's not helping himself yeah. with comments like well, that. Well, I, I feel that, you know... The, the Mind chance... you, sorry, Jim, he probably is warming up for the new job at Real Madrid now, right? Ronaldo's gone. Filling no shoes. It starts to make more sense when you think of it in those terms. Get some digs in. Um, You know, Deschamps has been criticised basically throughout his tenure at France for for, for effectively the same reasons he was criticised as a player. Just functional. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, they're very much in the the image of their manager and it turned out that he was uh, one of those players that was appreciated a lot after the fact, wasn't he, for actually playing a sort of almost like Makaleli style role in its functionality. And and that's what he's brought to France and, you know, it is is getting them success. Absolutely. Mm. And I think there's there's almost like a bit of a um, a disconnect or, or a lack of understanding here with when it comes to a team like France. Didier Deschamps' job isn't to get as many brilliant players into the team as possible. Mm. Oh, all of a sudden, France have got 500 brilliant players, so Deschamps has got to find a way to get them all in the team. That's not his job. His job, is to, football. his job is to win games and to win trophies. Now, of course, it'd be great if they played good football on top of that. Mm. I personally didn't mind watching them yesterday. No, I didn't yeah, know they were functional. And they did right? give us that 4-3 against Argentina. We exactly. can't forget that. Exactly. So, so Deschamps is, 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 is the guy who is, is, is in a final now, two years after France were in a final two years ago. And that will stand France in good stead because I, you know, I was listening to the Five Live last night and they were talking about how France maybe underestimated Portugal in 2016. Mm-hmm. And now they've got that experience of they, they probably won't do that again, even though they're going to be big favourites for the final. So all that comes into to, 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 to play and makes you think that France are very, very strong favourites now to win the World Cup. Yeah, a, bit, a little word on Belgium. Have they... Maybe I suppose that win against Brazil would lead me to think that they've slightly overachieved at this tournament. But when I say overachieved, I suppose it's just been great to see those players actually express themselves on the international stage and reach a very, very respectable uh, uh, round of the tournament. You know, uh, Because they've flattered to deceive in previous tournaments with those players. And with Martinez as manager, people were wondering, mm, is, uh, is he going to be another one of these um, managers like Wilmots who's not going to make them click and, and so on? But you have to say they've had a brilliant tournament. They have. And only being edged out by 
possibly the best team in the world at the moment, 1-0 in a semi-final yeah. is no disgrace. I tell you, they're going to have serious little brother syndrome, though, aren't they, um, against France. That would have been an absolute sickener for them to lose to France in particular, especially yeah. with this generation of players. But you've you got to look at that team and think, well, this will feel like a missed opportunity. People have been backing them as dark horses for so long. They've actually become someone you'd back as potential winners. And you, you wonder about this Belgium team and you look ahead to the Euros and think, you know what, they're going to, they're going to be a contender for that as well. So there's still a chance for them to... To, to capitalise on this generation, I think. Definitely. I think they've achieved exactly... When you asked me the question earlier, whether they've underachieved or overachieved, I think they've achieved exactly what you'd expect. Only one team can win it. But having beaten Brazil, though, do you not think... Yeah, but they were, people were talking about Belgium as having the, the best squad of players in the tournament. Mm-hmm. So you have to take that into account. Brazil are Brazil, but, I mean, Belgium... Belgium were rated going into this tournament mm. as being, in terms of the players they've got at their, their disposal, as being among the best... So to get to the semi-final, I don't think they've underachieved by getting to a semi-final because I think, as you've alluded to there, need a bit of luck along the way and only one team can win it. Um, and if Germany, Brazil and all those teams were still in it, you'd expect Belgium to be around about that level anyway. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I, suppose, I suppose, having said that, I guess if they lost to, to Brazil in the quarter-final, you would instantly be going, oh, well, they sort of underachieved there. But I think that would have been hard. It's partly because Brazil <clears throat> stumbled while, while Belgium were playing them in the, fir- in the first place. That's very difficult as well to beat Brazil and have to go and play France again. Yeah. You know? That's the World Cup, though, isn't it? That is the World yeah. Cup. Well, maybe we'll get a very, very um, fan-pleasing rematch of Belgium reserves for England reserves in the third-place match. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey, re- England reserves yeah. want another go at We've that. We've got a score to settle. <laughs> yeah. I heard Phil Jones was fuming about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but all right, we will talk about Croatia versus England, everybody, after this. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Not today, Peter. Not <laughs> what? today. I'm sorry. I've not named them. I've just numbered them, and that just happened to come in to uh, my fingers. Uh, well, my welcome, fingers on. Welcome back to the World Cup Ramble, sponsored by Bet365, everybody. Croatia against England this evening. I can't believe he's done that. On, on, <laughs> I'm so sorry, on, everyone. On the hashtag you Waistcoat Wednesday. This, though, and it seems to be working. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's Waistcoat Wednesday. It that is unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> Fabio Capello has commented on Gareth Southgate. I love this. Side. Great dig, this. Big nice. Fabio. Nice. Southgate understood he'd go home with two central defenders, so he put in three. He's finally found a goalkeeper who saves two. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, and and as, we, as we know, Italy are slow starters. We might still see them <laughs> yeah. in the tournament. Big Fabio, of course, uh, despite his efforts, uh, Russia got to the quarterfinal of the World yeah. Cup. Yeah. My yeah. goodness, eh? Um, yes, England versus Croatia, or Croatia versus England as it's billed. Um, I'm a bit nervy. Yeah, same. I felt it's strange. It is strange that in this stage of the tournament, England are still in it. We're mm. playing in white. Yeah, are we? I, 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 I'm okay. superstitious about that. I don't yeah. like England playing in what. In fact, I don't like any team playing in what. I feel like there's an arrogance to it. <laughs> I just genu- genuinely, teams like Real Madrid, you know, it's, it's all about purity, purity and imperialism. Yeah. Preston like North End. But England did invent the game, so if anyone well, could exactly. play white, it should Is be Is that why England. you hate Swansea City? I don't hate Swansea City. <laughs> Is that why you hate Carlos Tevez? <laughs> Is that why you hate <laughs> half of Newcastle United? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, half Juventus. And half of Sunderland, though, as well. <laughs> Is that why you hate the top of Portsmouth's legs? Yeah, that is absolutely. Sunderland got beaten by yeah, non-league darling. Is that why you, that why you hate snowy Sorry, Marcus. Peaks. Sorry, Marcus. <laughs> Pete was just getting. Go on, Pete. Do it go again. Uh, Sunderland were beaten by non-league Darlington yesterday. <laughs> Can't Sunderland believe it. There. Can't believe we didn't open the show with that. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah. waistcoat Wednesday. And uh, Lewis Carrius uh, dropped a pretty I easy ball yesterday yeah. against Tranmere. So I felt little, little league update. Adam Lalana got the winner though. He did. Joe Hart's back at Man City. Let's stop talking about club football. Because it's yeah, underwhelming please. compared yes. to what we're going to be facing tonight. But it yeah. is strange at this at this uh, stage of the tournament. It's a, it's a very welcome strange, by the way, that, that England is still in it. Because mm. you normally uh, second round or quarterfinals or first round as well, that, that they've gone. And, you, and when you uh, cover the World Cup, you know, we've been watching pretty much all the games and, and, and so on. And you get and you have a few days break. You kind of, all right, yeah, back in now. And you think, mm. oh, yeah, England are still in it. Yeah. And <laughs> Blimey, do you remember yeah. Euro 2008 was a brilliant tournament because England weren't there. So it was almost like we were bang in the middle of that um, period where we have got so bad that we weren't even qualifying for tournaments. Mm-hmm. And it almost felt quite relaxing to just go, well, I haven't got yeah. one about England. Just enjoy it. Pick <laughs> a team. You, you, yeah. And, and, and so now we've gone the other way. Well, and England are still in the mix-up uh, with, with just three teams left. It does feel odd. I woke up this morning feeling... Very nervous indeed, and I and I, I not was, a blue song, no. <laughs> and, and I was, uh, yeah, it's a really English blue song. I was worried uh, that the train was going to leave on it's, time. It's on the same album as um, my wife left me, but she was a little bit annoying, so I'm not too bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, it uh, is my fault. Yeah, um, and the part, I was talking to Jim briefly about this, and England talk, is talked about a lot in the context of 1966. 
And 1990 as well. Well, I'm going to come on to that. 1966 is the one that's always talked about. Mm. That These guys are legends. They'll always be legends because it's the only time we've won it. And there is no ghost to sort of exorcise there because mm. we won it. Right? Mm-hmm. To me, this is about exercising the demons of 1990, right. yeah. where if England had won that semi-final, they would have been hot favourites to win the whole thing. And they came so close. Mm. And I, have, as someone who grew up and watched football for the first time really around World Cup 90 mm. I've always held that in high esteem and I've always enjoyed that and nostalgia about it has yep. always been great but it's got to the point now and it only sort of started to happen today when I woke up that England were in another semi-final mm. well I've instantly just become really pissed off and impatient and annoyed by this talk of World Cup 90 all the time mm. And that's the thing we have to get over. Absolutely. That's the thing that we talk about. And I think, actually, if England are going to take responsibility and to think of themselves as a great footballing nation again, they need to get over the fact that they got to a semi-final. Yes. There was a discussion on the radio yesterday with Gary Lineker, Chris Waddle, presented by Mark Chapman, and Jürgen Klinsmann in it. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that brought me... And it was about World Cup 90 semi-final. Yeah. Of course, they all played in that. And the thing that brought it home for me was that Jürgen Klinsmann just sounded completely bemused to even be there. Uh, why am I talking about semi-finals almost 30 years ago Mm. but for England that's as good as it gets Mm. and I think that if we are going to hold ourselves up as a great footballing nation again that's the sort of um, problem we've got to get rid of. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Well, we've got, we got to start changing that. And obviously, we've been talking for, for years on this very podcast about how there needs to be more joined up thinking at youth level um, and, 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 you know, just getting some consistency throughout those teams. And by effectively dumb luck, we've had that, whereas Southgate <laughs> has been there and, it, and it's working. And this should be, you know, this should be a lesson, really, of, mm. of how we move forward. I am, um, this tournament. I, I'm is, sorry, is, I don't think it is dumb luck. I think Southgate was given a, a job as head of development about five or six years ago and he's been involved in doing oh, no, but I mean that he's in charge. Oh, okay, he right. That he's in the that job. He's the big job. Oh, oh, well, we have an awful yeah, yeah. lot to thank for those undercover reporters who took those photos of Sam Allardyce. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're the real unsung heroes. Yeah, yeah. yeah quite. Yeah. As they so often are. Um, <laughs> this tournament is so in my head that last night I was having an anxiety dream about something unrelated, right? And then Gareth Not, Southgate turned up in a self-driving car, <laughs> showed me how it worked, and effectively reassured me that the future would be was okay it, with, you know, I suppose yeah. that technology being a metaphor. Yes, he was in a waste Thank coat. Thank you. A self-driving waste car. And, and, and the reason I, mentioned, <laughs> reason I mentioned the 1990 thing is because England needs to not fall into that trap of thinking, we're in a semi now. Mm. Whatever, and, and it is true, by the way, whatever they do now, if they narrowly lose tonight, or whatever, they're going to come home and they're going to be celebrated. Yeah. And, and for what they've achieved, I have no problem with that at all. Mm. I think that's fine. But it's not for the players to think in those terms. They should be thinking about, right, here we are. Yeah. Here's where we want to move on. And, I, and to be fair, I think a lot of the players I've heard in the lead up to this game have been a lot more professional than perhaps some of the fans have, who are very, very happy to celebrate us being in the semi-final in the first place, yeah. which I don't have a problem with because it's fandom is fandom. Um, but the players need to make sure they execute again and focus properly. However, how many of them were actually born in 1990? You know what I mean? I wasn't. (laughs) A lot of them aren't tainted by that. And also, I I think it was Deli Ali again I saw um, talking about how looking looking at Twitter and looking at all the Three Lions memes and how everyone's going absolutely crazy at home is really spurring them on and really motivating them. So actually, I guess we're in a a generation that has a different mindset now where all the stuff that, you know, we sit here in our 30s worrying about it, meaning they're going to underestimate people, is wrong. That's not how... I think but, it, it spurs them on. But also, like, my first World Cup was 94, so I personally am untainted by the the, the 1990 uh, World Cup yeah. semi-final. So, like, oh, I've I'm, seen st- I'm nervous for other Pete, reasons. Pete, I've, <laughs> I've seen things before. Yeah. Well, I, I, watch, I, watch, I re-watched the Iceland match because I'm a sadist. Uh, <laughs> a masochist. And, <laughs> a masochist. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and just seeing Deli Ali and Harry Kane trying to put the ball in the net at the end of the match, I was like... Mm. 
they've seen the bad times. Yeah. <laughs> that was only two years ago. I know, it's mad. It involved a lot of the same players as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, but how do we think the actual game itself is going to go, though? What, 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 thinking about when the game actually starts, what are we looking for? Yeah, I, I, all, the, all the, the chat, of course, about the Croatia side is on their two central midfielders. Yeah. Understandably mm. so. And my worry, from an England point of view, was if Modric and Rakitic really turn up mm. they could uh, find a lot of space in that England midfield Deli Ali and Jesse Lingard are primarily forward players you know Deli Ali plays just off of, off a striker Ali's normally. tough though which he, will work in our favour he is uh, Jesse Lingard often plays on the wing or in an advanced position now they've done, they've done well but England haven't had that much uh, going up against them Colombia did we, we shouldn't forget that I mean, Ali spent most of his time on injured let's make that very yeah. clear yeah but he got his goal which is uh, which is going to give him a lot of confidence my, my concern would be Rakitic and Modric when they've played against uh, their last two games against um, Denmark and Russia those two sides have been very defensive and they've been very aware of of the threat that, that uh, Croatia pose we saw against Argentina when you give them a little bit of space I know they're they're a lot more they're tired now because of the, the minutes they've played. Mm. But my concern would be that England will leave space. They will, because England like to push forward and England defensively aren't brilliant. Mm. And that's where Croatia could get a bit of joy. However, on the other side of that, Croatia haven't had that much thrown at them in the last two games. Yeah. And they've been... Their defence has had a fairly... Not relaxed time, but they've, they've not had to be all hands to the pump playing a, a Brazil or something like that. They will have more... Uh, going up against them against England. Raheem Sterling's pace will be a big concern of theirs. They won't be able to push up too much uh, and so on. So the midfield battle is key. Uh, I think Southgate will stick with that starting eleven that he's played yeah. against uh, most of the teams, uh, which which has served England well. But yeah. we shall see if it will serve them well against Croatia because, of course, if Rakitic and Modric and Brozovic and, and, uh, and, and Perisic and, and the other talented players they have in there start overrunning England, people say, well, you should have put Dyer in there or you yeah. maybe should have put Delph in there as well. But I think England have to be positive and take advantage yeah, of the I, fact I, that I th- Croatia are knackered as well. Yeah, I think they'll start mm. off with, this, with the same team, but he'll be looking at you know Dyer, Delph and possibly even um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek coming off the bench because he's a strong player that can yeah, carry the Loft- ball Loftus- forward. He, he's got no fear. Yeah. I really enjoy him coming off the bench and kind of it, it, it does present something a little bit different. Uh, he is very imposing. Uh, he glides and through games, and yeah, and you're yeah. looking like someone like Henderson. Like he he looked a bit uh, pagged by the last time he played, and, and there's rumours that he might possibly be injured. Yeah, so. enough as well. So it's you know it, it's all up in there at the moment. We just, I, I think that you're right though. They should uh, Southgate should start with the same um, the same I, lineup I, that started the last match. I like the I like the matchups. <clears throat> I like that if you look at the key areas of. Um, of, of Croatia's attacking threat particularly well, actually not just attacking threat just just the matchups in general Perisic goes up against Trippier and, and Walker Trippier particularly has been fantastic um, and Perisic they, they like to attack on the left Croatia we know that Mandzukic goes up against Stones and Maguire who've been very very good um, good for us um, you've got Chorluk who's probably going to have to start right back for Croatia against Young who's had a you know, decent tournament and you've got Kane going up against Lovren, who mm-hmm. I think he can dominate him, and mm-hmm. I think Sterling can also hurt them with pace. Um, I also think, in terms of the Henderson thing, oh yeah, well they're only going to play 3-1, it's essentially a 3-1-4-2. Well, Maguire, what, what, what tends to happen when Croatia, ha- when Croatia have the ball, or when another team has the ball against England, is Trippier and Young come right back, so it's a, almost like a back five, yeah. and you see Maguire step into midfield, so you yeah. see like a two in front of a four, so Maguire will step in to help out Henderson anyway. The question for Croatia to answer is whether they want to play with a holding midfielder behind those two yeah. or whether they want to play with someone just in front of them. 
I don't think, and I know it. I know it's risking tempting fate and all that other stuff. But just for those superstitious people out there, what I think isn't going to affect this. No, game. absolutely not. Yeah, the I, chat in this podcast won't have no, an influence. I, on what I, I on don't. Pitch. I don't think that um, Rakitic and Modric are suddenly just going to click against England. And I also think England are younger, have played fewer minutes, and have got more legs. And mm. towards the end of the game, particularly if it goes to extra time, you'd have to have England as favourites. And I think England are probably favourites anyway. But what it comes down to is two key things. I think one is how much nervous energy they expelled today, England, and how, yeah. how nervous they are. And from what I've seen, they look okay. And two, whether they can actually execute this game plan again. I still think England have got another gear to go, purely because I spent quite a lot of the Sweden game frustrated that they weren't... Um, the final ball was quite poor. Yeah. The final decision was quite poor. They didn't take chances. The, the reality is, and I can say this because England went through comfortably anyway, against Sweden, England probably could have scored six or seven goals. They had quite a lot of really good clear-cut chances. Yeah. Now, a lot of them fell to Sterling, which a lot's been made of. But on another day, England score again and again mm. and again. Also, I think um, so there's a, there's, a, there's, a real, um, there's a real chance there. And very, very quickly, finally, um, a lot of talk about set-piece goals. A huge amount of set-piece goals have been scored this, um, this tournament, and England are the best set-piece team in this tournament. Mm. What I was going to say was um, a lot of the re- reason that England could have scored more was because of Raheem Sterling as well. You know, he, you know, he won a lot of corners. He, he was very, very busy. He scared that defence. And it's really frustrating to see people um, just saying, oh, he was terrible against Sweden. He wasn't terrible. Did his job really, really you well. May, you may just... as well get, get angry. Uh, it's, this, it's the media, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, they don't like no, it's, anyway. it's not just that. It's the fact that people uh, who don't like, know as much about football as, as other people who watch it because it's the World Cup, What's the most obvious thing you can notice? Oh, it's, it's, you, know, I, you know, I, I'm kind of done with watching. I'm sure a lot of other people are. I'm kind of done with watching <laughs> football in a pub. Can't see the telly. Uh, you can't get a beer. But Pete, how do you everyone around me is a nightmare person. I've had it. a totally different experience in the pub. I've bloody because loved it. Because how do you think that pub feels when Pete Donaldson walks? Even though eight to thirteen favourites to qualify for the final, ten pound with bet three six five returns sixteen pound fifteen, including stake. And very quickly before I forget. Um, talks about Harry Kane there, mm-hmm. uh, how important he'll be. Would you one of those goals where he just gets the ball two or three yards outside the area and just mm-hmm. rifles it in the bottom corner? To me, that is the trademark Harry Kane yeah. goal, if yeah. there is such a thing. Uh, and we haven't seen one of those yet. We, we might see one of those tonight. Harry Kane is 10-3 to three to score first in this one with bet 365. So £10 returns £43.33, including stake, should he find the net before anyone else. And that has to be in 90 minutes, of course. Lads, I'm very excited. Same. Yeah. It's, it's a football match I can really get behind. Can I, if, oh, I could just choose one thing to happen. It would be England start off really brightly, <clears throat> score after 15 minutes, score again after half an hour, and then again after half time, just score again. Again, again, on <laughs> 60, <laughs> again on 75. Yeah. And and just yeah. if we can score, th- if we can be three 0 up with ten minutes left, I'll be very happy. Yeah. <laughs> I will break over the two, beer. Two Croatia minutes, get two a man sent off as well yeah, in yeah, that, that time. Be, first <laughs> minute, Easy. Croatia yeah. do a Colombia yeah. against Japan. No, Croatia don't turn up. And At England all. are given the, <laughs> given the match. I think that would be yeah. ideal. But anyway, uh, we've talked about the, the two semi-finals, um, which I've dubbed the warm-up in this show. Now we talk about Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. He's overshadowed everything. Yeah. <laughs> Contractually obliged to make sure he's the main it's event. amazing. He didn't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, we're not going to talk about that uh, because we're still loving international football. Well, we've got on the concert. Sod off, um, Cristiano. We're not falling for that. We've got on the concert later in the week, so maybe we'll get around to it then. Perhaps we will. Perhaps we will. Um, so there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the World Cup Ramble, sponsored by Bet365. We are either going to be... Ve- There's going to be no in-between on the next show. <laughs> no. It's either going to be amazing or it's going to be pick yourself off the floor time. Uh, like, yeah. this, like the time when I had to um, almost physically prop Marcus up when England conceded late against Russia in Euro 2016. And yeah. we drew that game. Yes. Yeah, that was a draw. 
<laughs> we weren't even out. Yeah. Um, but it's funny though, isn't it? Just to, just to finish uh, before we say cheerio, we haven't been in this situation while we've been doing the podcast. No, no. Every England tournament, 2010, 12, 14, oh. 16, has ended quite uh, in, in a disappointing manner. Yeah, Marcus, we haven't been in this situation in our adult lives. Yeah. No. Yeah. Hugely. Like, this yeah. is the times I, of our I, lives. You, you were in 96. <laughs> I can remember being, I was watching it with my pals, I would have been 15, and I remember being so nervous towards about five minutes from the end of extra time, mm. I couldn't actually stand it. I had to leave and go back to my house and watch a penalty shootout on my own. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, World Cup 90 and you were 96, I was living in Scotland. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, can I just say, oh, Jesus. when I did that, um, I am no more emotionally mature now than I was then. Yeah, true enough. <laughs> oh, um, particularly with football, you're the same, aren't yeah. you? But you, the same. but you drink more responsibility. Yeah. More responsibility? More drink responsible. more responsibility. <laughs> I think we'll end it on that. that. Drink more responsibility. Yeah. Responsibility is a new lager I'm bringing out. <laughs> uh, so there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Say goodbye, Luke Aaron Moore. Listen, God, God, God bless. Godspeed. <laughs> All the English fans listening out there listening, we are with you. Let's be together. Let's be strong, and let's execute our fandom the same way the players will execute their um, execute their game plan. By which I mean, please don't trash an IKEA. And if yeah. you're a Geller, you're listening. Get in that hot air balloon or whatever you're in. And get <laughs> yeah. above that stadium because we need you. Pete, Pete, are you are you still planning on sacrificing your metatarsals at the altar of football in the studio? <laughs> because... I, brought, I brought a hammer. I brought like a Great. ritual hammer. We'll get cracking with that in a minute. Right. Excellent. Literally. Say goodbye. James Edward oh, Campbell. No, oh, no, he is. No, I was, no, I was no, trying no, to remember his middle name. Oh, and he did. Yes, yeah. sort of. <laughs> but you forgot his first name. Yeah. No, James is what he's yeah. christened, isn't he? Goodbye and come on, England. Uh, Pete Diddley Donaldson. Say Guys, goodbye. I'm at a five. Finally at a five. Could be at a one tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Plummeting down. Marcus. Yeah. Christopher well, Speller. Let's goodbye be positive. from me. Let's be positive. Let's be very positive. And it's goodbye from London. Uh, oh! I just want to get a final thought, a Jerry Springer type final thought from Marcus. Oh, go on. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's have a final thought. It happened last time and it was lucky for us. (laughs) And now for my final thought. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Play well. Use your energy. Use your pace. Get the world in motion. Love makes the world turn round and for crying out loud, bring it home. Can I uh, give you a final thought? Hi, I'm Kevin Keegan and you're listening (laughs) to the Football Ramble. London Goodbye! London Goodbye!